Realty Live. Let's do this. Uh, nothing to talk about from last night, unfortunately. Oh, well. That's why we do a daily live baseball show. Hey, fam. Hey, Jason Kipnis. How you doing, man? I can't hear you guys. This music is... <laughs> <laughs> you got it on blast, Elmo? Yeah, I was pumping. <laughs> I like the shirt, dude. Read it. Might tickle a little. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into things because we've got Corbin Burns joining us in about 20 minutes and a special guest joining us in seconds, Brian Hoke, who covers the Yankees on a daily basis for MLB. So did you see Aaron Judge last night? Yeah, I don't know. We're or did he talk? see you? He could have saw me, because I was, but I was kind of far away. He, he, he was looking probably the right He's way. He's peeking. He was looking for me. Yeah. My question is, are we going to talk to Brian first about it, or are we going to just discuss it first? I think let's bring on Brian okay. and we, get his get, perspective. We can get his he's, perspective he's of, there. What, of what they told him yes. and what he believes. Exactly. So MLB's Brian Hoke joining us right now. You can follow him on Twitter, uh, B-R-Y-A-N Hoke, joining us right now on FT Live. Brian, how you doing? Hey, guys. Well, that was quite an intro now. I'm wondering what AJ believes, uh, but okay, we can we can start with me, I guess. No, that's no, fine. Brian, Go ahead. No, I want to hear you because I want to hear what bull crap they told you, and then, <laughs> then we'll get into what we really think happened. Well, you guys know what was said in the uh, the clubhouse, and you know I saw the video in real time, and it was obviously circulating on Twitter. So yeah, you watch that and you say, what is he looking at? Like, what's over that way that he's. Uh, kind of peeking at and then I had not even considered the possibility that it might have been his teammates barking from the dugout and you think about it and the situation look they're they're winning six to nothing Aaron Boone just got run all right that that seemed plausible to me that judge is looking over and saying hey guys you know shut up I'm trying to hit here um I that thought had not even crossed my mind so when they dropped that on us and Boone and judge both were in lockstep there. They were both on the same page of that. It was kind of like, all right, uh, I think I might buy that. And so obviously I'm aware now of all the chatter that's continued here in the next day. And I figured that was going to happen. But as I left Rogers Center last night, I was, my thought was, okay, I, I, I do kind of buy that. You do? Because they told you that? Because they told you that. That's why. You don't think that, because the media doesn't get in there right after the game. As you know, there's a break in there. You don't think that Aaron Boone was sitting in his office after getting ejected, watching the game or wherever he was, and he hears Dan Schulman and Buck Martinez mention oh. that, and the first thing that goes through his head is, I got to get Aaron Judge right after this game, and we got to come up with a story that people like Brian Hoke are going to believe, and then they're going to run with it? It's certainly possible. Look, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of a good conspiracy theory, just like everybody else, right? But, um, yeah, and you're right. Boone was in the office. He said he did hear Schulman and uh, Martinez, and – is it possible that at some point during the game they did get together and say, all right, well, we got to say this? Sure, I, I guess it's possible. I can't swear to it one way or the other. But the other thing I would say is that if it is true that the Blue Jays are, are I mean, be more be more strict with your signs. Guard your signs. It, it, it's completely legal if you're not using electronic devices here. If it is coming from first base, hypothetically speaking, that's completely within bounds in the game. So, I don't know is, is my short answer there. No, I agree. Listen, if they were getting something off of the catcher, then that's on the catcher. Just, you, don't Kirk, see yeah. him, you just don't see blatantly a hitter go. I've never seen that before. Right I, before I, the pitch. You, you guys know better than me. No, yeah. no, I've, been, I've hit before, and I was left-handed. 
And there were times where the third base coach would get something and you would go, right? And it was, but I've never seen it get blatantly caught like that. And then they think, well, the thing for me about his teammates were chirping, you're yeah. there to judge. You call timeout because you get one. And even if you take a ball or a strike, you say, hey, timeout. You step out and you say, hey, dudes, shut the hell up in the dugout. I'm hitting. And then you get back in. You don't just, you don't, right before the pitch comes, you don't go. <laughs> well, one thing I would say is that Judge did say, and obviously we're not in the post-game meeting there, but he did say that uh, some guys were talked to after the game and uh, about, hey, don't let that happen again. So, uh, yeah, that's possible. But the other, and one other point I would make here is, Judge doesn't need a sign to hit a mediocre slider down the middle. And, and boy, did he hit that one. I mean, he'd thrown six straight sliders. I mean, you don't really need to, to telegraph that. Uh, I mean, this guy's going to get you. He's one of the best power hitters in the game. So you believe him then? I, I lean toward it. Um, I, I mean, what do you think, Eric? Well, I mean, I think that Alejandro Kirk was doing something that the way he sets up and they were just relaying it to him. There's nothing – Nothing against that. There was no sign stealing because he takes the, in my opinion, because he takes the he takes the pitch com off his knee and he <laughs> puts it between his legs, touches it, and then he puts it back and then he puts it back on his knee. So to me, you know what? Whether he's he's peaking, I don't think he's peaking necessarily back at the catcher. There's guys like AJ that peaked when they hit, and there's guys like Kip who didn't peak. He just had his bat like stuck all the way back there. So he was peaking with his bat. But to me, why didn't anybody in the moment, in the scrum, press him more? Or did they press him? He just didn't have any more answers to that. You know, that's that's a fair point. That is absolutely a fair point. It was brought up. Uh, the, the First of all, the music was loud, louder than usual. So maybe that had something to do with it. The first question was asked by a Toronto TV guy. And it's not the way I would have phrased the question. It was more of a leading question. And I would have wanted to um, hear exactly what Judge was going to say without prompting. Um, but the, the question was something along the lines of, hey, Aaron Boone said this. Is that true? And, of course, I mean, what's he going to say there? Um, so, you know, we don't get a do-over on it. Uh, but that is a fair criticism, I think. I think there probably could have been more. I think in the moment, maybe – people didn't realize what a big deal this was going to become. And I think that as we go to Rogers Center today, clearly with everything that's going on uh, in social media and, and the media landscape, I'm sure it's a, more of a uh, two-day story, maybe three. So, first of all, I just want to say, Kraus, what the – dude, I never peaked in my life as a catcher. So, don't ever – don't ever – we're friends, but don't ever accuse me of that. Because I tell you, I looked at the third base coach because we had Miguel Olivo. He would give us our signs of the year of Esteban Loiza. Won like 22 games in 2003, and the whole, and that was the only way we could hit them is we would look at our third base coach. But I never one time looked at the catcher, so I want to make that abundantly clear, guys. Don't accuse somebody of something you don't know. Don't be like them other dudes in New York that are making up shit. <laughs> All right, now, Brian. So you said Judge after the post game. We I saw his his quotes, and I saw Aaron Judge, and I saw Aaron Judge. Or, sorry, Aaron Boone this morning say. Oh, you know, he wasn't doing anything. He was looking at the the the, the thing, and then the Blue Jays right. manager Schneider was like, "Well, there was something fishy going on." So the Blue Jays thought there was something fishy going on, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying Aaron Judge doesn't need to to peak to hit a home run. I get it, yeah. home slider, all that all that noise. It just doesn't, it's just not a good look. That's it's made if it and again if it wasn't Aaron Judge and it was I don't know 
some random guy from from let's say the Pirates, right? Sure. Nobody. This isn't a story, but because it's Aaron Judge, it's a story. He had 62 home runs. He then, if he would have flown out, nobody would have cared. But then he went out right. and hit a home run. So it's 462 feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it seems a lot about nothing. Right. I mean, make a better pitch, guard your signs better. I'm sure the Blue Jays are going to crack down on that. And, uh, you know, one thing that uh, was said in the Blue Jays clubhouse last night was uh, the pitcher said, hey, you know, if he knew what was coming, I'm glad he hit it Um, because that was a a hit me slider right down the middle. So, look, I I think that Judge is a smart player. Uh, He knows what's going on around the game. And guys are always – Teams are always looking to find out what the other team is. And if they're getting sloppy, if Alejandro Kirk in a 6 nothing game is getting sloppy guarding his signs, then, yeah, the Yankees should take advantage of that. But like I said, I don't know for a fact that's what happened. Uh, I, I think that we're going to certainly dig in and try to find more out later today. Kip, you're up. Yeah, I'm keeping quiet right now because uh, you had it backwards, uh, Kratzy. I did, I did peek once. Uh, I've got my tail between my legs right now. and Finally. Um, <laughs> I did it once uh, in Kansas City versus James Shields. Um, I, I had a little barking match going back and forth with him from previous at-bats, and I wanted to I, – I needed to get a hit this at-bat, so I needed to do it. I tried it. I pretended I was looking at said bat. I was just like, okay, are my knuckles lined up? And there's the slider. Okay, got it. Uh, a double in the gap, and he – he was. He knew. He saw me do it. He was barking at me the entire way around, first and second. I kind of just had my head down and kind of like looked towards the scoreboard just to ignore him until he had to get back on the mound. So I, I'm I'm ashamed to to tell this story right now, but I did do it one time. I feel, it feels good to get it off my chest. This is the first time. Are you breaking news here? Uh, is it, well, yeah. I, James knows. Oh, he he's he was. MFing me around the entire base pass while I was running towards second, but uh, it was the first time I'm admitting to it, and it was only once. I, I swear on that. It was only once. Kudos to you, Kip, yeah. for admitting it. Also, is it illegal? <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, is you, just, you just get drilled. Right, but is it yeah. against yeah, the yeah. No, but you get smoked if you do it. Okay. Get, I mean, as a catcher, you're, I'm giving signs, and I'm looking at the hitter. Yeah. And there are dudes I caught, and I'd be like, hey, dude, that, don't look. You're going to get one. And they would say, let me, let what? Me. I would expect and have no problem being hit the next at bats, too, by the way. There you go. So, Brian, now that we've established that Aaron Judge is a cheater, and everyone wanted to say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> Just joking. To- totally joking. Don't Let's clip that for social. Yeah, totally thing. joking. <laughs> yeah. totally not. He doesn't need it. We said it. The Yankees team, can they make a postseason run with Rodon out? Severino's on his way back closely, right? Basically, they're going off Garrett Cole, and yeah. Herman's been pretty good for him in the starting rotation. Yeah. Other than that, it's been a struggle. When is Rodon coming back, Severino, and can they make a run with the team as it is right now? All right. Latest we know on Severino, he's the closest of those guys. He's going to have a rehab start uh, Tuesday, which, as you know, is today uh, at Somerset. for, uh, And then I think that's going to get him up to around 65 pitches and – if this goes well today, I think you plug him right in. I mean, Luis Severino can throw 80 pitches in the big leagues. Wouldn't you rather have that than have him uh, empty the tank again at double-A or triple-A? So I think Severino might be one turn away, uh, you know, and you wait and cross your fingers and hope that uh, he sticks around for a while. I mean, this has been the story with Severino for, for years now. The Yankees keep saying, all right, when he's healthy, this is going to be a big boost. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> they've been doing a lot of waiting for Luis Severino. So you want to see him get back in, slide in, make 20, 25 starts, and really uh, be the pitcher we know he can be. Um, with Rodon, he's you know, he's scheduled to get another injection. He's down in Tampa. He's playing catch. That's a good sign that he's he's playing catch at least, but he's not facing hitters right now. So he's further down the road a little bit. He's going to get that second injection, trying to loosen up what the, the stiffness is in the back. And I tell you, he talked to us at Tropicana Field, and when he used the word chronic, he said chronic back problem, that's when my antenna went up. And I said, whoa, 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 what? And so this is a guy in the first year of a six-year deal. That's not what you want to hear him talking about. I have to, I have to manage this chronic back issue. and um, But – the money spent, and he's a Yankee, and I, I think it's killing him to not be on the mound and to not be making starts. But uh, there, there's no set date of when Rodon can come back. And, and one thing is, we asked him, said, so is it realistic, say, July, that you could be back? And he said he didn't even know. So uh, that, that, I think, would be a concern if I'm a Yankee fan to know that, you know, this guy's supposed to be the number two behind uh, Garrett Cole, and you're not even sure when he's going to come back. How old is he? What is he, 32, 31? I should probably look that up. Find me a 30-year-old that doesn't have chronic back injury. <laughs> oh, I got some. <laughs> You're not 30. Check. Check. I'm 46. I don't have a chronic back injury. Yeah. I don't have anything. <laughs> so, He's right. 30, by the way. But Brian. 30. Okay. Sorry. I, I cost him a year. Brian, <laughs> is this not the weirdest – one of the weirdest injuries with Rodon, though? Because they, when you guys asked him the questions, he said, well, I feel okay. I just don't feel yeah. right. You know, my body feels good. My back, everything feels good. I just don't feel, as he said, right. I asked him some specifics on that. I actually did follow up, and he said that the velocity was pretty normal for his bullpen. He's throwing hard. It's not like he's throwing 65 miles an hour. He's throwing in the high 80s, low 90s, which he said is use, is his normal for a bullpen. He just has no idea where the ball's going. And I think that, that means that his mechanics are all off right now, and it's the, the result of not being able to bend, being stiffer than he should be, and uh, he's not following through. And he, said, he was telling Garrett Cole, he said – you know, I'm throwing sinkers in my bullpens, and I don't throw sinkers. So clearly the touch, uh, the command is not there. The velocity is there, which is good. He's a strong, big, strong guy. But um, if, if he doesn't know where the ball's going, I don't see how you can fast forward him and put him in a big league game. I am confused about the difference between the injury and you're on the mound and your mechanics aren't right. That sounds like you should still be pitching, <laughs> even if you're in a longer rehab start. Am I off on all of that? Hurt, shut down, don't pitch. That's why I asked Brian. Mechanically off, pitch through, keep working out, don't shut down. That's what I asked Brian. At worst, go pitch, in a, go, go pitch in a AAA game or two. That's what I'm saying. But you should be throwing if you're not hurt. Okay. Okay. Uh, lastly, Brian, let's finish with this. What have you observed when you've watched Yankees-Rays matchups? Because whether they like it or not, when you're – a radio station in New York City and the hosts don't watch baseball and they say the Rays are cheating. Um, it does oh, make an impact. It does make an impact. So they've mentioned us like, I think, 10 times on their station now over the past three days because we're calling them out. So really? I just wanted to get your – yeah, yeah. They can't stop right. talking about us. I'm, I'm serious. I've gotten so many clips sent to me from people because I'm from Jersey. being. Oh, like, that's Yo, free advertising. You're, you're getting free advertising, guys. That's sure. Great. Yeah. No, I guess. And and it's funny. Like sometimes like one of the shows, they were like, we're not going to say their name because we don't want to promote them. I'm like, <laughs> OK. <There's> just, <laughs> but I, I just I mean, I think it's all funny. We're talking sports. But at the same time, you know, and Ken Rosenthal was offended just because 
there was serious tone in the accusation. And if you're not doing your homework and you're just throwing it out there and you do have a platform, like it's garbage. So it's not like a, it wasn't like a joking segment. So when you mm. watch the Rays, what do you see? Cause for me, I see a team position player wise, that's healthy. That's had a great farm system for years. It's been a competitive team for years. Some of their guys are starting to click. I talked this morning. I was a guest on another show about Yandy Diaz finally buying into lifting the baseball more. Didn't want to do that for years because he was scared that he would change something that got into the bigs. And, you know, guys can fall apart and be out of the bigs in five seconds if it doesn't work for him. He got job security and financial security and said, fuck it, let's try this. So what have you observed with Tampa Bay that's made them so good this year? Uh, well, what I've observed is uh, they don't need Evan Roberts or Craig Carton to give them any motivation. I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that the Rays are a good team. They're always a perennially good team, and, and they're always the little engine that could. They do it with uh, with less, and uh, they, they figure out a way to be that little nimble speedboat in the division that's running circles around everybody else. And uh, they just got smart people in good spots who are making the best decisions. And, you know, we were talking about it when the Yankees were down at Tropicana Field and Aaron Boone was asked about the Rays. And this is when the, the Rays are obviously like 30 and two or whatever their record was at the time. And uh, he was saying they can do things that other teams can't, including the Yankees. And I, I think that they that's true. Look at the way their roster is constructed. Look at the way they've built from the ground up and you know there, whether it's something uh, in the water down in St. Pete or something in Tropicana Field up in the catwalks they always seem to have a home field advantage when you go there you never as a visiting team obviously back in the day with the Devil Rays you felt good going in there but uh, as a visiting team I don't think you ever feel comfortable going in a Tropicana Field there's too much wacky stuff going on there and too good a team over there that I feel like the Rays, when you look up at the end of the year, they're always going to be there as one of the teams that's going to be contending for the postseason and, and a real threat to just kind of be a, a thorn in your side. So uh, I'm not surprised at all to see the Rays get off to a really good start here in uh, 2023. I'm with you. Hey, Brian, enjoy this series. I think it's going to be pretty fun the next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> you think we'll have something to talk about tonight? I think so. I think the broadcasts are going to be good, and so are your tweets and all that. We can't wait to see the articles. Thanks for joining us, dude. Appreciate you. Outstanding. Thank you, guys. I'll see you. <laughs> Thank you, Brian Hoke. You can catch all his articles for MLB.com, got- and you can catch his tweets. He's really good. He's he's all over this stuff. Brian Hoke, B-R-Y-A-N-H-O-C-H. I think, uh, I think the little brother is just not that little anymore. I think the Razors aren't scared of the Yankees at all. Oh. I think being oh, right. them last oh, that's year. Yeah. Yep. There, it's like there's no longer that kind of aura around New York coming in or something like that. Now that they beat them in the postseason, they've got that Franco and Randy kind of give them that little flair to them. They, they're they no longer intimidated when the Yankees come into town. And their pitching staff shuts down their yeah, that supposed to too. be vaunted lineup. It's like yeah. they know how to strike them out, and they're like, eh, they might hit a couple dingers, but we're just going to throw strikes and just roll out of there with a nice 6-3 win. Plus they have a yeah. huge plus they have a ton of these guys, righty guys, slider, 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 And That's slider. why they get hurt. Well, but that's also <laughs> how you beat the Yankees, because the Yankees are so right hand heavy. Yeah. You find a bunch of righties that can get righties out, and you go righty, righty, slider, 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 and then you beat them, and then the other idiots say, Oh, they're cheating. Well, no, they're not cheating, they're smart. Yep. It's a no, really it's well constructed. It's a constructed lineup. Like they, they can, they can do so much out there. They can put Mejia behind a the dish. They can have Betancourt behind a the dish. They're 
those guys are having so much success because they're put in situations to succeed. We're not going to put you in there for three at-bats against a guy we don't think you have a shot at. Do you think the Blue Jays throw at the Yankees tonight? No. No? Mm-mm. No. Do you they think that – They I won't got... because it'll it'll start – If you, Here's the thing. If I'm Aaron Boone and I'm Aaron Judge and I get hit, I'm hitting three of the Blue Jays. I'm being like boom, boom, boom. I'm, I'm hitting Bichette, Vlad. I'm hitting three of them. Because if you're saying nothing's going on mm-hmm. and they hit my guy, I'm sending out our 25th guy on the roster – Whoever he, whatever pitcher that guy is, and I'm saying, you hit the first guy, and if they don't get ejected, you hit the next guy. Yeah. And if you still don't get ejected, you hit the next guy, and then you go from there. Because if you're really truly not doing anything, then you defend your guy. And if they, they also know. I think the Blue Jays and John Schneider knows. If they hit, if they hit him, it's war. Also, if Aaron ever does the peaking like that again because you know every camera is going to be on him basically for the rest of well, his the blue career. jays will have the blue jays will have a camera literally on his eyes like yeah. this and close up they're gonna have a judge eye cam so if he ever wanders again it's going to become a massive story so don't you think he's gonna not do that especially if he was just trying to motion to his dugout which fine okay then you'll never do that again right i wouldn't yeah, do it again it's not the first camera though. Like it's like they've, they didn't change any shots and just all of a sudden like catch him. So this was the first, like they've seen it. They've never seen it before. Even the announcers from the blue Jays were like, we've never seen something like that. So they just have to come up with a different way of relaying the fact that Alejandro Kirk sets up three seconds before the pitch is coming in and they can relay that. Hey, get, I saw the thing, the meme on with Brett Gardner banging the, that was good. (laughs) Brett Gardner back and bang the roof of the with the bat. Remember the time he was all mad yes. and he just kept beating it? Like the Astros did with the trash can. They can just have Brett Gardner beat the <laughs> top of the dugout. That's that why he did tin. it, right? Yeah. Boom. Boom. No, no, it's because it's because all those fans do it on top of the dugout the whole game. No, I know. I know. I'm kidding. I have a good idea too, because I want to show everyone that's been missing the boat on Brew Crew territory. Can we throw that up there? But while we are, do we not have to interview Pat Murphy at, at some, some point, point on yes. this show? Every Tuesday, there's a fresh one that was released this morning, and it includes Sophia Minnert from the Milwaukee Brewers and also J.J. Cooper on Jackson Cheerio. You can catch it on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. It's got its own page on on the podcast, so check it out. Just type in Brew Crew Territory. It's good shit. It's once a week. It's everything you need. And yes, Pat Murphy, a must. Kratzy, we can line that up easy. It's just that I don't know if we'll ever stop talking if we do it, and we might have to split it up into multiple episodes. We'll have a one-day guest of Pat Murphy. I'm texting him right now. We're going to have a one-day guest of Pat Murphy. Make sure he gets in. Because can if I, it starts raining, you can't, you can't let it rain on Murph. Like, may, may I request to be the, uh, the host on one of those days? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mark, you've got a lot of homework to do. All, all of that. I'll say yes because I can because we're on the show. Yeah. And then, I'll say yes because I'll just tune in and listen. Yeah, behind the scenes, they've got a lot of work to do. But, yes, it's got to be Kip. It's got to be this crew. It's got to be Murph. So we'll make it happen. I'm with you. All right. So since we jumped right into the judge stuff and covered that at length, and if you missed it, either rewind or, or go listen on the pod later when it posts. I'm peeking at you. <laughs> no, you can't turn your head when you do it, though. You got to be sly. Oh, no, no. I was looking at my dugout to see if I am oh. <laughs> if I have permission to, to hit you in the face. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the rest, though, right now. Let's charge the damn mound presented by 
our friends at Tyrus Baseball. You can see the products on the desk, the whole deal, and you can check them out. I'll give you more info uh, when we finish up here at TyrusBaseball.com. So first off, ace or not, Shohei Otani is doing ridiculous shit. And if if he pulls off performances like this every fifth day, like we got to give him love once a week. So yes, seven innings, five runs, two walks. 5Ks, gave up three homers against a pretty good Orioles offense. But, oh, he bopped his ninth homer of the year, 456 feet. He was on base, not one, not two, not three, not four, five times. And he was, what, a double away mm-hmm. from the cycle? He's got four hits, though. Four hits, <laughs> three RBIs. And a walk. And a walk. So, and then after the game, they were talking about, I think, the cycle and the pitching kind of thing that – He's gotten close to twice, and he goes, I'm sure all those records come because the sample size is so small, so I don't really look too deeply into it. No one's ever done it. That's a legendary line, though, where he's just like, yeah, sure, because no one th- – that's that's a record because nobody does what I do. No one's ever done it. I was I was kind of rooting for him to do it. Yeah, like, he, could, he could take another step to being an ace if he would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the last two games, the last two games that he's pitched – He's has he had a triple in the last two or just a double in the last two games? I forget. He had a but, triple two nights ago. It was the okay. easiest triple I've ever seen. Well, that was last night's last night's triple was. Oh easy. yeah, last night yeah. But at the yep. end of whatever it was, whatever hit it was in his last two starts, he was rounding. Maybe it was like a first, a third, or something. He was rounding second, and I wonder how much pitching takes a toll on his legs. It's super easy. I mean, he's ridiculously fast. But I wonder at the end of that start, could he have legged out? Let's say that one little blooper he hit the left, his last at bat, could he have legged out that double? But there was you somebody I mean? in front of him. There was somebody in front of him, so he wasn't he wasn't able to. Completely I, completely agree. Yeah. No, I think he can. I think that was the first time I saw him that we played against him. I think I came away. That was the most impressive thing about him was his speed and the length of his strides and uh, I don't think he gets enough credit for how fast he is around those bases. It's just so funny that Kratz is criticizing Otani's game. Like, dude, <laughs> you've got a double in you. Kratz is in there standing up. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody, and if anybody was watching earlier when I accused AJ of peaking, the whole point was to accuse Kip of peaking. No, no, <laughs> no. You flat out accused me of peaking. AJ I was said pissed. I was pissed because AJ I do. Listen, I'll admit when I do something, but I ain't never peak. And, and we can as a catcher, AJ- I know. I was like, I get hit enough. I don't need to get hit extra. And we give AJ shit as it is, and and he never cares. But AJ was like, let me at him. Let me at him. Yeah. Let me talk. Yeah, because I was point, like, the whole point was because Kip was the one. I I don't know if you ever. Pe- I don't know if I've ever caught when you when you played AJ. Because it no, was I a rare tell, time. Listen, it's you old now, too. I, I don't give a that. <laughs> no, I would have told you. Listen, I'm if kidding. I peaked, I would have been like Kip. I'd be like, yeah, I told you the one time I ever got The whole point was, was to weird. call Kip out to see if he would call himself out or not. So that's why I said yeah. Kip didn't. I knew no. about that. That was. <laughs> no, you didn't. You, you and my therapist are trying to get me to open up more. Congrats. <laughs> that's good shit. All right, so my, my last Wait, part. Wait, was Kratz catching when you did that? No. No. Yeah, right. For KC? I never caught. Sal caught all the time. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't take a day, so. No. My last question on the Angels for now. Are they playoff relevant? They're 22 and 20. The Astros are 
up and down. They've got some holes on offense. Obviously, we, we talked about how, I don't know, I don't think we're going to see Brantley for a while again. Not that he's the only dude there. There's plenty of good hitters. But, you know, they, they have lost Luis Garcia for the year with TJ. They look a little more vulnerable than they have in the past. They're 22 and 19. They did win yesterday. Texas is 25 and 16. I think they'll come back down to earth. But actually, for me also, because this, this division is just kind of everyone. There's four teams within two games. And the team that's in fourth place is by far the hottest team in the division. The Mariners have won 10 of 14. They thumped Boston 10-1 yesterday. Big dumper. Cal Raleigh hit two homers. And their rotation looks really good with Kirby and then Castillo tonight. So thoughts on where the Angels stand in this division? Because still personally for me, I think they're finishing in third or fourth. You got four? Right now, but, the way the Rangers mo- mo- fans have started, are feeling it, they're like, they "Yo, we're going to win the division." Yeah. And I hope. That, listen, I love Phil Nevin, so I hope they do great. And he I gets an too. extension. And he's able to stay there for a long time, and we want to see Shohei and we want to see Trout in the playoffs. Like it would be amazing. Here's the problem: Houston or Seattle is probably going to win that division. One AL Central team is in, probably the Twins. There's three, mm-hmm. and then you go AL East. You have the Rays are in more than likely, unless something yes. epic happens, right? The Blue Jays, the Yankees. You're done. That's it. That's six. We didn't even count the Mariners, mm-hmm. who you just mentioned. Orioles fans are Orioles, right now. Yankees. There's nine. And then the Angels are probably the 10th best team right now. Mm-hmm. So how do they get in? What's their path to get in? Rendon just went on the DL IL again. So he's out again. Some of their guys, I mean, Trout's having a good year. Altani's obviously having a special year. Ohupi's out. Ohapi. 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 Uh, Ohupi, I like that. Ohupi's a golf course, sorry. Uh, <laughs> the young kid they called up uh, that was in college last year, he's been good. Uh, what's his name? Uh, geez. Uh, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah you Nito. Know, the, yeah, Nito. Nito. Yep. Yeah, he's been good. But what's their path to the postseason? For the game of baseball, I'm hoping they get in, but I just don't see it happening. I think it'd be a great story, and everyone wants to see those two get in. Um but like we just mapped it out, there's just a lot of good teams ahead of them. Well, who, who's the, who's the, what is it? What is it that makes them get in then? Like, do they, do they call up the Joyce kid from the minor leagues? Is, you know, does he help anchor the bullpen? Like what is, they just don't, they just don't score enough to take care of what their bullpen just can't hold together. Like, their bullpen's giving up three, four runs a night, and they already don't have, like, somebody that's – they don't have an ace, not to continue to say the same thing, <laughs> but they don't have – who's – after Shohei, who's the guy in the rotation where you're like, okay. Sandoval? I like that. Sandoval? San, Sandoval's going to be – but here's, here's, the, here's the crux of it. Here's the issue of it is fifth inning – his slider, while he is definitely awesome, that slider, he just neutralizes lefties really well. He needs to be able to extend it another inning somehow. He needs to be able to be that guy. Detmers has shown, I don't even know if he's healthy or not, but he's shown tons of flashes, the no-hitter last year. It's just where, you know, if Jose Suarez is your guy that's coming as your four right now, you just need, to me, to me they just don't have enough to withstand the long season. That's, that's again, that's what I asked. What's their path? What's the path? How do you see a path of them getting in the top six? Don't you think their hands are kind of tied too? Because if they want to add that piece, then you risk not getting anything in return maybe for 
Shohei or whoever, if you're not going to win with those two. They're not trading Shohei. There's no way they trade Shohei. What if they're no eight way. games out? It doesn't matter. Because every time he pitches, they pack the stadium. They make money. They make money every time he pitches. There's yeah. no. I, they don't care. Because here's what they'll do. They'll make him a qualifying offer at the end of the year. They'll lose him to free agency to the Dodgers. They'll get a draft pick. They'll definitely tell a rando insider that they made some massive yes. offer that they didn't make, and they'll throw it out there. Of course. That's a, that's a lock. There's no doubt. They're going to be like, oh, whatever he ends up signing for, they'll be like, oh, Angels put the same thing out there. And he won't refute it because Otani and players and shit don't talk about that. Is there any way – we haven't even talked about this. Is there any way on earth that the Angels keep Shohei? No, zero. Zero. Uh, yes, 1%. They win the World Series. It's the only way you think they keep them. Correct. Okay. No. I bet it's more than that. You don't think it's more than that? You don't think they have a chance to re-sign him because they see they see his marketability, they see where he's at. So he's just he's he's definitely gone. He, it, it has to do with ownership. He's not staying to play for Artie. I'm sorry. I'm selling the team. I'm not. I don't really like pitchers for years. Team hasn't made the playoffs the entire time. We recruited you, and he loves winning. He's talked about it. He has thrown the organization under the bus, I would say, over under four and a half times in articles that I've seen without obviously completely ripping them. He's doing it in an honorable, respectful way. But he has said, like, it's time. We got to win, whatever. That's been going on for years. And then he plays in the WBC, and he basically was like, cool to play meaningful baseball. It's over. So why wouldn't you trade him? Because they're they're stupid. They They should have traded him last year. They're stupid. But you're clearly, and, and they not, they you're, you're clearly not going to keep him. You're not going to be able to keep him. He's gone. So at least get something for him. And not I one mean, pick. You don't want one can't. pick for sure. They won't do it. They, they, won't, they do won't do it. it. There's, it doesn't matter about what they get back for him. They won't do it. They can't. From a PR standpoint, they can't do it. They can't trade him. They, they have right now. They have arguably the two best players in baseball, right? Correct. Trout and Otani. Yeah. However you want to rank them, one, two. They're, they're and they haven't done shit. I mean, not even – they don't even get to, like, September and play a game that's like, whoa, we got a chance. We're, You know, their chances are we're eight games out at September 1st. There's six teams ahead of us for the sixth wild card. We, we're alive, right? They've spent money. they spent money on Rendon. They've tried to piece together a pitching staff. It just hasn't worked. Yeah. Now, is that the owner? Is that the GM? They switched GMs. Manager, they tried Joe Madden, who was supposed to be the second coming, right? Now they have Phil Nevin. But there's something they're missing. And we've talked about, you say Fisher all the time, sell the team. All the A's people say, sell the team, Scott. Artie Moreno, maybe. Sell, sell the, the team. team. Well, he was. Yeah, he, he tried. changed his mind. He tried to. He decided. He, but. He got cold feet. Well, yeah, but here's the thing for me. He'll sell the team after Otani leaves. He'll change his mind back because guess what? Otani won't be on the books. There's not the overhead of him saying, we got to assign Otani to – 600 million, 500 million. I'll sell them. Otani leaves. The franchise value will stay the same. Sell the team then. And you don't have to look bad by trading Otani or, you know. Well, and he can show revenue over the past five years looks like this. And they'll be like, but you don't have Otani anymore. He'll be like, no, but look at the revenue. We've been doing well. Do you do this? Do you do this deal? A team that's also not going to sign them. July comes around. The Orioles call and say, we'll give you. Jackson Holiday and yes. Grayson. It's already a yes. It's already a yes. Before you, whoever you say next, it's a yes. Jackson Holiday, Grayson Rodriguez. 
Grayson yes. Rodriguez and the uh, I'm forgetting the other the number two guy for the Orioles right now. Gunner Henderson. Gunner Henderson. No, no, no. He's a prospect still. He's in the minor leagues. Uh, I don't know. But no, well, wait, anyway, yes. wait, just give me more, and I can the tell you in yes. five seconds. The answer is yes. As soon as you said Jackson Holiday, the answer is yes. I just need you to tell me, is it a pitcher or a hitter? Are you talking about Colton Kowser? Are you talking about Jordan Westberg? They have a ton of good prospects. Westberg. 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 Okay. Westberg. Yes. The answer is yes. As soon because as you said the Jack- Orioles, because the Orioles are – are maybe lacking that guy, lacking that n- number one guy at the top of their rotation, and everybody wants Shohei, and the Orioles are going to be in it way longer than anybody else, and that puts them possibly over, and you get rid of three of what you're considering probably your cornerstone pieces of the organization. Yeah, but they only get them for half a season. Orioles won't do it. The they Orioles will not do that. Do that. Not for half no a chance. You're right. So I'm saying you're you're picking a team that will not spend money. It's a weird matchup there. I, I don't see that at all. But they have, they, have money, they have money in their prospects. Their, their clout, their cash is prospects. Right, but you're selling their top guys that they have surplus value in, which is like a word that like makes them freak out. They, they love that shit, right? We've got these guys on, on minimum contracts for years, and you're taking their top talent. They're not no doing chance. that because they won't buy top talent on the market. The Orioles so won't be, do it. They'd be going all in for 2023 and then really fucking up what they've spent six years tanking on. I just, I don't see that. AJ does it because he's like, fuck it. No, no, I tomorrow. wouldn't do that. You said you would do the trade. If you're the, if you're the oh, Angels. If you're the Angels. If you're the oh Angels, yes. No, if you're the Orioles, hell no. The Orioles won't do it. No way. Because they won't give up Holiday. They won't give up Rodriguez. And they won't give up anybody else. They've been doing this for years. If you're an They've Angels fan, profit. if you're an Angels fan, do you want a half a season more of Otani or getting something back that might actually help you win it in the future? But I'm saying the if Angels is auto, yes. That's easy. Yes. Auto. As soon as you say Jackson Holiday, yes. Yeah. So Grayson just Rodriguez, straight up, yeah. straight up, Jackson Holiday for no, showing. That's not enough. The Angels say that's not enough. But I'm saying if you start with Jackson Holiday and you add throw in two or three other guys, that's a yes for me. If I'm an Angel, if I'm Perry. What's his name? Perry Manassian. Yeah, Manasia. If is I'm it, him, is it and, not, and I called, is it not I, enough because you're getting an ace back? <laughs> no, it's not enough because you're getting a hitter back, <laughs> and you're getting a stop, top of the rotation pitcher back. Yeah, what, for, they, even for half a year. There's a shorter word for the top of the rotation rotation guys. Number one, <laughs> <laughs> three letters. <laughs> one is yeah. a one. So, but but see, if you're the again, if you're the Orioles, no, because you're giving up too much, as you said, surplus and talent. For a guy that you're only getting half a year. Now, if you can guarantee you're going to sign him, which they won't because the Angelos family doesn't spend that kind of money. If you could get him for sign him for a seven-year contract extension, there's then, no then chance. you definitely they I know, but I'm saying. Him. Yeah. If I mean, we're playing, they can't they can very much afford him. They they wouldn't. If we're playing ifs and buts, you know, I mean yeah. I mean if maybe the maybe they trade with the A's and get their whole organization. Dude, I don't the know. way the Orioles, I mean, they're not even locking up their their own guys yet. The, the way the Orioles are operating right now, this would be the negotiation with Otani. They'd be like, whatever sponsorships you bring us, we'll give you a percentage of that. And that's your contract. How's that? <laughs> that is how they're operating. True. They're spending no money. True. It's it's not being talked about, but they've done a great job and they're good of building their team. They're trying to everyone's trying to be the Rays, all the owners now. They're like, yo, let's just be the Rays. Let's let's not spend any money and just Tank and stack There's prospects. Race. There's one race. Exactly. Orioles have tried it. Pirates have tried it. A bunch of teams have tried it. And guess who it's worked for? The race. One freaking team. When you spend money, 
you usually win. You have a greater chance of winning. Mm -hmm. And on that topic, I'd like to get to Michael Waka, the stopper of the losing skid for the Padres. (laughs) That's a great signing so far. He looks really good. Seven shutout innings. He carried a no-hitter into the eighth. He gave up that one hit, and then they took him out. One walk. 11 Ks. Do you downplay it, though, because it was the Royals? No. Okay. Because you did that for the Rays when they were 13-0. and You said they haven't played anybody. I'm just saying. No. Okay. I don't downplay it. Okay. Wishy-washy. Royals are better than the A's. Now you're saying every team's a triple-A team? No. I just said. You said that, oh, the Rays hadn't played anybody. They played the Royals. Waka's changeup looked ridiculous. It looked like it just was never getting there. Never. It was... Good it almost looked him. easy. Good for him because he's made this comeback. He was down and out for a while, wasn't he? Yeah. I like those stories. I like those guys. Easy to root for. They signed him to a very unique deal, too. Did you see that in the offseason? It's, it's probably like a whole episode within itself. Four years, 26 mil, options for both sides. All must be picked up simultaneously. I mean, we can do this in the offseason, but it's like 16 million club option or 6 million player option for 24 and 25. And another player one. I don't want to confuse anyone right now. Oh, but, you already lost me. Yep. Anyway, good stuff. <laughs> and lastly, on, on Charge the Mound, I just wanted to throw this in there too because Mets fans are, are panicking a little bit. They lost 10-3. And they went 4-9 and against teams that the Rays would go 13-0 and against. Detroit, Colorado, Cincinnati, Washington. The Mets are six and a half back of the Braves, which actually isn't that crazy. They're 20 and 22. They're one and a half games better than the Nationals. They're bottom third in runs, slugging percentage. They didn't hit a homer in a four-game series against the Nationals, and now they go up against the Rays, although they have Verlander on the mound tonight. So they've lost 15 of their last 21 games. For me, though, I'm a pump the brakes guy. Mm-mm. They're in a bad spot, they can't but they'll hit. be fine. They can't hit. Yeah, I, they, they can't they, hit. They can hit at a. a they they an, can't hit. They're going to be an average offense. They can't. Yeah, but not. They shouldn't be average with the money they spend. Okay, but I'm just telling you, they're going to be an average off. What is the identity of the Mets? Scherzer, Verlander. If they're studs, we're going to be a run prevention team, and we'll be a mediocre offense relying on our stars. Can't do that. Kratzy, you're shaking your head. You're not doing pump the brakes on people freaking out about them. I. I, ever since we talked about them, I think it was the Red Series and it was Verlander. I gave them the minus one and a half and they didn't. It came through and they won two to one. So I lost more, more money than I've already been losing. I've been watching the team and I completely agree with AJ. They just have a, just have a weird, a weird energy at the plate as far as like, yeah, we're going to get on base. Some guys look like they're putting good at-bats together. Oh, Pete Alonso hit a homer. Yay. And then it's like seven innings later. Uh, you don't have really have no energy. There's no really offensive identity to their team at all. Like, you're not, you're not going into them being like, this guy, these guys put the ball in play a lot, or these guys are fast on the bases. Like, you, you really don't have an identity. You're just hoping, for, like you said, that either Alonso goes deep or Lindor does something or – there's no, like, I don't know. I just want to know what they're doing in their hitters meetings where they just have a plan because it doesn't look like they're all on the same page ever as an offense. True. Well, they don't have a guy really – they don't have a – so most lineups are constructed with some speed guys at the top and the bottom, power guys in the middle, right? Well, right they now – They talent. No, they do, but it's – it's the it also doesn't help when nobody's hitting. Marte struggled, right? Lindor is not really great. 
Alonzo's homer, nothing. He's usually a little bit of a better hitter. But the, the thing is, is, is the pieces don't fit, it seems like. Now, they should fit. It's like a puzzle. Sometimes you get a puzzle and you're like, this piece fits. Oh, wait, it's a little bit off. Does it really fit? That's the thing with the Mets. It seems like their pieces haven't completely come together. Now, my other thing I have with the Mets, and you guys tell me if – but. Buck, right? Buck Showalter is the manager, and he's a great manager, managed and almost won everywhere, never won the big one. Is he too veteran heavy? Is it his decision? You're saying yes. like Mauricio, Buck has power, Buck has power Mauricio in and Vientos in the minors? I'm just is saying, like, I watched for? the game yesterday. Tommy Hunter, pitched great for a long time. Should pitched he be on Buck that in team? Baltimore. Should he be on the team? He's got a seven and a half ERA. Okay. And I get it. He's kind of the guy that comes in and just eats crappy innings. But at the same time, I'm, I'm watching it and I'm like, no offense to some of their veteran guys they have. Even if throwing a Vogelbach, he's not doing much. No, I Even agree. a Tommy Pham, who don't – don't get mad, Tommy. I love you. We're great <laughs> but I'm – right? I'm yes. just wondering – we, we just talked about it with the Brewers. The young guys have brought energy. They, they keep some of the older guys on their toes. And even when we talk to like Rodney Telez and some of the other Brewers, they say these guys – Christian Yelich, like, man, I love having these guys around because they're – you know, Corbin Burns, oh, we got two sinks in the bathroom. Like, ah, that's funny. You're an idiot, right? You need some of those guys. The Mets tried with Alvarez. I don't know what kind of guy he is, Beatty. But even Escobar, he's not doing anything. He's, he's just kind of clogging a roster spot for him. And I love Eduardo. He's one of my favorite teammates. Mm-hmm. At what point, if you're the Mets, do you say, okay, we're giving it back to Escobar. We give it to a guy in AAA. What point do you do the White Sox 12 moves in one day? Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm just to mix it up. I mean, sounds soon, extreme, soon. but no, but I get it. My, my rebuttal on Tommy Hunter specifically is the Mets don't have a ton of depth in their minor league system, especially on the pitching front. So, who, what, you're just picking guys up somewhere right now? Like, they, it's not easy to get bullpen guys in mid May. Where are you finding them? Who are they? Who's, they lost their main man in Diaz, right? They don't have great pitching depth. Their top-heavy team in general right now is just how it is, and they have mortgaged some of their future over several years now in trades. I don't think, I don't think AJ's talking about pitching depth. I think AJ's no. talking about the energy that everyday guys bring. And sometimes when it's all veteran guys, I completely agree. I look at this roster, and maybe I look more at, like, Buck, because that's just how Buck is. He's – He's loyal maybe to a fault when the team's not playing well. You know, he's like, I'm going to trust these guys, the back of their cards, all the same stuff that I've been saying. But you watch the team and you're like, maybe there does need to be some energy infused. Like, And that's kind of what I see sometimes with the Yankees. They need that energy. They need a Volpe up there, whether he was hitting 190 or now he's starting to get better. They need a Cabrera up there. Those – it's it's hard to say, but the double sink thing from Gus Varland is it really is what you know. It's it builds the team. It gets you through 162 games, and right now this is when you need those times. Like you don't need a, a rookie the entire season. I'm saying you need guys during this time when everybody's weirdly dragging in May. You should be dragging in July, but you need that energy. And I don't think they have that spark right now. All those veterans and no leadership. Ooh. Well, you played with Lindor. Is he a leader? I'm going to repeat it again. All those veterans and no leadership. If everybody's a veteran there, you're kind of just under the assumption that everybody's taking care of their business and going about the things the right way. But you kind of need someone to be those 
those bumper pins kind of on each side with people start getting out of line a little bit. It just, it, it helps keep people in, in, in order and in track and focus on the same thing. Everybody gets a little comfortable because there's all veterans and you don't really have to worry about what you're doing. Cause it's like, you can do no wrong. You kind of forget that little being on edge when you're a young guy and then you're like, Oh, I don't know if a veteran saw me or I shouldn't be doing this. You lose that kind of, should I be doing the right thing mentality? Dude, I can't listen to you. Your eyes on Elmo are tripping me out. <laughs> they look like they're 3D, and when you're talking, they're moving a little bit, and I'm just staring into Elmo's eyes, and I don't know. No, if you put it down when you start talking, it's like trippy. Well, and also <laughs> the chain is sparkling right above it. We got a yeah. lot going on. Didn't it look hey. like the eyes on Elmo are 3D when they do the one shot on him? Uh, I actually see what you're talking about right now. Yeah. A AJ is hitting the raves with me a little too much here in Orlando. <laughs> anyway. It'd be, cool if, it'd be cool if your Elmo shirt was like this. Was what? Oh, I was, was peeking? Yeah. <laughs> it was like this the whole time. That would be awesome. Someone should have done that. That would have been good work. All right, so that was good charge of the mound. Shop at tirusbaseball.com. You'll find high-quality Tyrus maple bats, pine tar grip sticks, rosin bags, and other accessories. The pros know Tyrus. Do you? We've got it on the desk as well. If you want to check it out, head over to tirusbaseball.com. Support the fam. Real quick, before we get to mentioning some game matchups we like tonight, See the Angel Hernandez story? Yeah, he's missing. I didn't We need a milk carton. That. Somebody get a milk carton, put Angel Hernandez's face on it, and be like, where the heck is Angel Hernandez? Maybe we can ask Joe West because they were partners for years. Back injury. Allegedly. He's expected to return this season once he is cleared. I noticed there have been less arguments because <laughs> Angel's not out there. Less. I, I didn't know he was doing that. I thought, okay, he must be doing a good job this year. Come to find out it's because he hasn't been in any games but one. He's been in one game the whole year. <laughs> yeah. Usually when you don't hear from him bad ump, it means that he's not umping. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Cuzzy showed up last night. Not saying Phil's bad, but Phil Cuzzy showed up last night. In the well, Phil Cuzzy, there's some other guys team. stealing the show lately. Phil Cuzzy's definitely up there. He's in the top three right now. When it's you not know good. an ump's it's name, when it's, you start, it's not good when you start learning their names. Can't agree more. Do we know names of NBA refs? Yeah, Donahue. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> anyone <I'm> else? <laughs> uh, Jerry Crawford, because his brother was a MLB ump. Crawford, right? right. Uh, Jerry and Jerry something and Crawford. The, the Crawford storylines, yeah. But generally, point being, Wagner, what are you doing? It's not about you. All right, let's preview some games tonight. It is time for last minute game time. Presented by GameTime, GameTime.co. Check out the app FT Live for 20 bucks off your first purchase for tickets. So they specialize in last-minute game tickets. And if you, we have plenty to work with tonight. If you've got a game that, that you want to hit and hit the app, Kip, why don't you lead the way for us? Pick a game that you need to go to and you're like, shit, I didn't realize this was a matchup tonight. Uh, I'm not going to travel too far. It is a beautiful 80 degrees here in Chicago, and our buddy Lance Lynn is on the mound versus my other buddy Shane Bieber, and I think that's a good pitching matchup that I would love to go see uh, in a, a summer day here in Chicago. So don't want to waste that. Who curses more? Lynn, not even close. <laughs> you just want to go because you want to go ask Tito what the heck happened. That's what you should go and say, hey, there's, Tito, what the heck? There's multiple reasons. There's multiple reasons, but I would, <laughs> it's a beautiful day here, and I – yeah. Lance Lynn also joining us tomorrow after mm -hmm. that start. Hopefully he has a good start. Yeah, he's Agreed. Awesome. Or yes. if he doesn't, he'll still be the same Lance. No, and the best part, one of my favorite memories, uh, moments of the year was when Lance was coming off a bad start and he said, fuck the sweeper, and then he ditched the pitch. Yeah. And he pitched great. So I just thought it was hilarious. Game for you? Uh, mine is, we just talked about it, the Mets. Verlander's pitching against Tampa Bay. And the Mets need a win. 
and Tampa Bay doesn't lose. So how is Verlander going to go against what's been the best offense in baseball with the Tampa Bay Rays? How is he going to make the adjustments? And how will Beeks do against the Mets that have kind of, like we just talked about, not really hit? So can Verlander hold him to one or no runs and give his team a chance? Fair. That one. I, I see what I do is I pick a top three and I see if it, get, it gets covered. So you guys have hit two out of the three. Kratzy? I'm going up to Boston. I want to see Luis Castillo pitch. I, mm. I love the Mariners. I love what they're doing. But I also want to see him pitch against this lineup. One thing Boston's done the whole year is they have smashed. And I love Fenway. Fenway's just like the energy in that park is the best. I think it's the best in the big leagues. And to see Castillo pitch and to see Boston's offense against him, well, it's a real tester for him today. Yankees, Blue Jays for me might take me a second because I got to get the passport together, but I'm going to Canada hitting game time and saying, get me close. Get me, get me in a, an angle where I can see the eyes, eyes of hitters and, or I'll also <laughs> take an angle where I can check out signs and see maybe if, you know, we're a little more closed up when we're giving our signs now Jansen from behind the plate. Tonight. Yeah. I think Jansen will catch tonight. I agree. You think that's on purpose? He's probably scheduled anyway. No, no? I don't know. Okay. I'm just saying. I like my, it. My one question is Brady Singer, who Whit Merrifield told the story about O Canada yesterday, mm -hmm. and he's pitching against San Diego. If he goes out and get whacked, are they going to start playing O Canada? Because <laughs> they know about how he doesn't know <laughs> about it. Because they heard that story. Uh, Sorry, Kim. If you were, you, I don't know if you listened yesterday. I did. Brady, I heard it. I heard it. Yeah, Brady Singer didn't know what O Canada was. He's like, what are they doing? <laughs> Anyway, so lots of options for you, and that's what Game Time is here for, especially if you're a new user and you just downloaded the app. Use our code FTLive, 20 bucks off your first purchase. Actually, Mark, our executive producer, said his wife used the app yesterday to pick up some Ed Sheeran ticks. So we're talking about baseball, but obviously concert tickets are there for you as well. Number of options for you on the app, as you can see, including the fact that you get a very fan-friendly 360 view of your seat. I was showing that off to some people the other day. One of the most impressive features there. Flash deals on tickets. Like you can just suddenly click a section that's red hot with a little emoji and it's got 50 bucks off. So you're all over it. Oh, Jeezy. Did you see? Oh, Jeezy. You can get tickets for Oh, Jeezy. Who's Oh, Jeezy? Is that what it said? That's the beginning of you. You and me, you and me are going to something. Who's Oh, Jeezy? I don't know, but that's not, that's not what I'm picking. Oh. I want to pick oh, Jeezy. Uh, probably a Rays game behind okay. home plate. Can I interest you in that? Yeah, I can do that. Okay, perfect. But last minute tickets, this is the spot. So download the app and type in FT Live when you go to your account section um, to redeem code. That's where you go. I've been helping a lot of people out the last few days saying, all right, I'm in. What do I do? I know the directions. FT Live, 20 bucks off your first purchase. Our friends over at Game Time, we appreciate you. And now, I know we're a little late today. Let's do slap hands because we got things to cover in the next three minutes before we get out of here kratats you first we're going old school first time i ever got to play for team usa the Team USA hat, I think the coolest part is how they put the flag on backwards, you know, because you don't want to have it the other way because it looks like you're retreating in, in war is how they explained it to us. So freaking 
Awesome. Team USA hat. Let's go. And that's the World Baseball Classic or the International? Uh, yeah, I mean, that? I wasn't on a World Baseball Classic. It was like the – it was called the Pre-Mundial. But that's the that's the symbol there is the first yeah. – one of the, it was like the second or third year after they had started the WBC, so they changed the logo. No, I like it. And then next up, what's in AJ's lake or backyard? The latest edition features <laughs> – just a little baby, a little teeny tiny alligator. A baby that you would take a dip with, right? I'd swim with that thing. Look at that. That's tiny. It's mm -hmm. probably about a six footer. Would you pet it? If you came close enough. Like if you're swimming with it, you'd pet well, it? Well, first of all, if I swam near it, it would swim away. They're scared of people. Yes. I didn't know that. Except for people from New Jersey and New York <laughs> and Pennsylvania. Do you know okay. why alligators are so angry all the time? Because AJ stole their lake. All those teeth and no toothbrush. The medulla. Medulla. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> uh, you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't swim in there. You would? Why not? If you see it right there. Yeah. He's not coming anywhere near you. Your, your wife is watching and she would not allow it. If we're out on the boat and we see one, you would just swim right next. You would jump out. It, it would run away. You would never see it on a boat because they swim away. Okay. You can try. I just... I don't want to be the guy that catches the one pissed off gator. I don't have to be the fastest swimmer. I just have to be faster than you. I'm not a fast swimmer. So yeah, exactly. maybe that's why I'm not jumping in. I, I am not a water guy. So boat, okay. great. Stay on the boat. Jet, jet ski, cool. Swimming, meh, good. Uh, Jace Peterson was on the show yesterday. So what did he do? Bash his third home run of the season. And AJ... I love Jace. We we talked to him yesterday. Teammate, here it is. Nice, Jace. I love you, pal. But we put him on, and people on Twitter, they were mad at him because he said it'd be sick to play in Vegas. Okay. They had 2,000 people at the game last night. 2,000, I think, 64? Yep. In Vegas, they're going to get at least 2,500. Okay? <laughs> that's safe. That's a, <laughs> okay, that's a safe bet. <laughs> But he didn't mean it as a knock to the people in Oakland. Because the people that come to Oakland are sick. Meaning, like, they're awesome. The, the core fans they have in Oakland are unbelievably awesome. So don't get on Twitter and hate on Jace. Because, okay, he first all of all. Two, all 2,004 of them. Yeah, exactly. But my thing no, is. A's, it's not even probably, like, legit A's fans. Yeah, it's just trolls. It's trolls. But my thing is, for Jace, they're like, well, he's not even an average league player. He signed a two-year deal, $9.5 Okay. But you have to remember what Jace is. Jace is not an everyday guy. He was never. He's a utility guy that's really good at being a utility guy. Play everywhere for you. Well, in Oakland, he's forced to play every day. So guess what? His numbers are going to be a little bit down. But I guarantee you at the end of the year, his numbers are where his numbers are supposed to be. But I just hate that people are like, well, you're, you're, you're an idiot, Jace, and play at league average. Well, guess what? Ain't none of y'all trolls ever hit a baseball in the major league level. So just stop. The guy was on here having fun with us, enjoying his day, talking to us talking baseball, being real with us. And he wouldn't mean anything personal when he said he'd be sick to play in Vegas. Actually, if you go back and watch the whole tape, I had to pry it out of him by saying, dude, don't lie to us. Because yeah. he actually gave the right answer and said, I love Oakland. I love playing here. I take it day by day. And I was like, dude, no, be honest. He's like, okay, it'd be sick. But we had to pry it out of him. Because guess what? Jace is a professional, and he's a professional baseball player 
that enjoys every moment he's in. So please, just let the guy be. You don't need to destroy him on Twitter. Yeah, but people were destroying Chris Bassett when we exactly, had him on. Exactly, but dude, come on. And then he had a complete game shutout on Friday, and I there were at least two accounts that bashed him and probably deleted it and then said, that's my king, here's my crown, all that bullshit. <laughs> so it's just, that's what people do. It's like, it's like Kip, when you guys were playing, you, they, the fans in the stands, you'd be warming up, and they come up to you and go, Dude, you're on my fantasy team. I need two hits out of you. Ugh. Dude, bro, yeah. I don't care about your fantasy team. Yeah. Listen, I'm trying to get two hits for my own self. Yeah. <laughs> okay? So I don't have to go see Kipnis's therapist. Okay? <laughs> I don't care about your fantasy team. I care about me. She's lovely. My team. She's lovely. She's oh, she lovely. Sounds lovely. Muncie, by the way, two homers at 14 now. He's an absolute beast and a regular on the show. We're going to have him back on soon. And he's playing sick, apparently, for the past week. No big deal. Okay. Lastly... Kip, this is all you. So there's a big anniversary. Jose Bautista and Rugnet Odor had a friendly exchange seven years ago today. And let's show that first. Well, Bautista got the worst of that exchange. I mean. You're talking about baseball players not doing anything when they get onto the field. They did stuff that time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, and and Odor shorter arms, Dude, quicker that was a release. Straight right. I tell Ooh. you what, he clearly hits harder than Michael Barrett because my knees didn't wobble. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the haymaker of all haymakers in the modern era. So, and that was seven years ago yesterday. And then Kip, you have something for us? Did they play it. This is a week after him. After it just happened, I think he was appealing this. Hey, that's called the scouting. That's a scouting report right there. <laughs> I remember that. That was one of the best moments. That's keeping my head on a swivel. That's a scouting report and saying you're not going to get me. I'm, sta I'm staring viral. at that right. Dude, that was so good. That was awesome. That that is perfect. So if you're listening to the pod right now, Odor slid into Kip. Kip gets up, takes two steps back, like, bro, I saw what you did no, last kinda, week. Kind of gave him a little, like. I said, I go, easy, easy. <laughs> he, he was laughing. He was a great sport about it. Lindor was yeah. laughing, too. It was a fun moment. I love it. I love it. All right, so tomorrow, Lance Lynn joining us. We have a very special giveaway. We're going to start giving away a ton of shit. So some stuff involves Otani. Some stuff involves the White Sox. Um, guy next to me is giving some shit away so we'll announce it tomorrow and tomorrow we're on twitter spaces so if you want to chat with us we'll bring some people in human beings talking to us like callers but not being like dork radio hosts that don't have anything to talk about and just keep talking about foul territory so we'll see you on twitter spaces tomorrow and then the show's back one o'clock eastern every weekday see you everyone Foul Territory fans, listen up. Our friends at BetMGM are running an MLB Bet $10, get $100 instantly promo with the bonus code SPICYMLB. Here's how it works. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your newly created account. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Place a pregame money line wager of at least $10 on any MLB team to win at standard odds price, and you will receive $100 in bonus bets instantly. If you sign up in Massachusetts or Ohio, you receive $200 in bonus bets. Use the bonus code SPICYMLB.